Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Friday Show. It's a show that's solely focusing today on one subject and one subject only because it's a big one this Saturday evening, one of the most important games of our lives. It doesn't get much more nerve-wracking than Hibs, the Motherwell. Come on you hippies. I suppose we should also talk about Manchester City against Leon and their Champions League quarter-final. You know what, in fact, let's devote ourselves to that instead. For such a crunch tie, we haven't messed around. We've got the podding equivalent of Jagger and Richards, the broadcasting Han and Luke, or maybe Lauren and Hardy is a truer analogy. It's Lloyd and Howard. Hello Lloyd, how are you sir? Hello mate. Um, is that Hibs's like nickname? Hibbies? Hibbies, yeah. yeah. That's crap, that. I would expect something better from them. Everything else about them is, is A, so I, I wrote about um, Sunshine and Leaf and uh, it got published in this, in this uh, publication and all these Hibs fans, I've never had such a positive reaction from any fan base. It was amazing. They got in touch with Irving Welsh and demanded that he help promote it. They got in touch with the club and said, look, can, can we give this guy a match ticket so we can come up and watch a game with us? They were brilliant. I was like, right, I support Hibs from now on. Anyway, okay. and the uh, other kind of podding giant we're joined with today is Howard. Hello, sir. <laughs> Quite literally, as I told you off air, how much weight has put on. <laughs> no, that wasn't a dick, I promise you. <laughs> well, at least it's cooler today. I'm sweating levels are back to Prince Andrew levels. Now, so. <laughs> really, it's, cool, it's cooled off up north. So. Right, let's get straight into this. We've got a big one ahead. Um, 24 hours, well, I think 40 hours away from quarterfinal Champions League, Manchester City. Um, right, let's start with you, Lloyd. Um, you weren't on the pod, but Sam said earlier this week that a Real Madrid game felt different to the other games he's attended since Project Restart. He said there was a tension in the ground. It felt close to being normal. With two games so far and the two games to come, um, do you think the same applies as a fan? Are, are these? Can you tell watching as a fan that there's just a different level of kind of tension to these games? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think it's been pretty evident in the two games we've seen so far. Um, it's still weird, you know, when they're doing the Champions League anthem, the camera pans, mm. and it's just empty seats behind them. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's, it's such high stakes, um, particularly with it being one leg as well. I, I really do think that emphasises it um, and kind of just heightens it because it's literally, you know, it's like a World Cup, it's like a European Championships, it's literally a knockout game. Um, so I, I can completely see why Sam said that and I think also the other thing is um, I was listening to Julian Laurent who is on our podcast today um, yeah. on Five Live talking about what it's like for the journalists in the ground and he said that there have been a, a few issues actually that um, trying to get loads of media from all across the world in the ground but obviously you know you have so many different broadcasting companies from you know literally all across Europe covering the game and um, you know and like what Sam said with with the kind of just natural air of tension in the ground and, you know, the the players and all that giving it more. I think it's obvious and, you know, it's, it's what Pep's been focused on literally since we've um, come out of lockdown. So, yeah, I can imagine it's going to be exactly the same on Saturday night. Okay. Um, Howard, we might as well, um, it's not in the agenda this, but just out of curiosity, have you seen either of the two games so far? Yeah, both of them. Both. Uh, and what was your dodgy, take on yeah. them? Not on... HD quality. <laughs> I, I went in, I thought, I'm so just buy BT, it's, yeah, because I want to watch the games. It was like £25. I went, I just can't justify that. I really can't justify that for so much. £25 quid a month? Yeah, that's what it said when I went, you know, press the I'll button. I'll give you my, my login, mate. 
Yeah, last. mine's 15 a month. Oh, well, well, I didn't do it anyway, so oh. and I don't want to do it really because obviously it's just for a few days, you know. I, and also yeah. it's Liverpool FC kind of TV, essentially, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So, I mean, we'll be back to next season's Champions League in no time, no doubt, so maybe I will do it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have watched the games, though, on, the, on my, my laptop, yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, late drama for both. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's weird. You, you zone in. You know, you've kind of, I've kind of zoned into just the crowds not being there now. You know, you're just kind of watching the football more. Yeah. Obviously, with the drama, it does bring it home not having the crowds even more. You know, because just imagine those goals being scored late on. Those two late goals for PSG in a full stadium. It's Mm. Entirely different proposition, but of course they would have been two legs, so this might never have happened. And you know everything's different, so say so it does help be one leg. Uh, two legs in empty stadium wouldn't would have been half the experience, I think. Well, on that note, um, we're, we're going to discuss this a bit later, but just kind of briefly, Lloyd, there's a bit of a groundswell at the moment of people saying this is how it should be in one-legged ties in the Champions League. Would you go along with that? Yeah. To be honest, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's I think it's a good concept. I think one of the things that it actually does do as well is because it's one leg, it just naturally readdresses the imbalance a little bit more mm. between teams. And I think, you know, if, if they introduce this, say, from the knockout stage, so from the round of 16, I think what it will give you, and this is what I want as, you know, just as a football fan, is you're going to get more upsets, you're going to get more jeopardy naturally over two legs generally not always because you know we've seen it plenty of times as City fans over the last few years the the better team will generally come out um, on top and so I think you know last night I think you've, you've got to say Leipzig winning is an upset um, and it was very almost an upset against PSG so yeah I'm all for it I think it, it'll mean less you know less of Madrid making three out of four finals in a row and stuff like that yeah. so I think it's a good concept Okay, um, turning our attention to Saturday night, um, Howard Leon finished seventh in League One this term, having lost three of the best players last summer. Uh, they've gone backwards since getting four points off his last season in the group stage, and unquestionably they start Saturday's game as the underdogs. So why do I have a very bad feeling about this? Because <laughs> you're a City fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in a nutshell, yeah. Uh, well, I mean... <sighs> Uh, some City fans may forget Silvino passing through our d- through the Etihad doors uh, briefly, but I think the fact a lot of the factor is they had a disastrous managerial appointment of him. Yes, who'd never really managed before. Uh, earlier in the season, he's gone, so Rudy Garcia is in now. So it doesn't tell the whole story at the seventh, and even if it did, the fact is they are in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and some teams just. You know, fit in a competition, not permanently, maybe one season. And you can't look at league form, you can't just say, well, they're not a great side, because you look at the squad and they are all right. They're not the seventh best team in France. They clearly way, should be way higher up the, uh, up the table. And I think that should be discarded when we look at this. City will be favourites. But I know we'll discuss why later. There are obviously ways that they can hurt us or frustrate us. Uh, so, the squad, I mean, the squad looks, yeah, you listen to the squad, you listen to the manager, Pep, they all, I do, I am buoyed by the confidence they're showing. Yeah. They seem to be in yeah. a good place. Not, you yeah. Know, not Portugal, but I mean, <laughs> uh, just met- metaphorically or whatever. Uh, so, 
that's great in a way. And if if you took away your cityitis, if you, if you looked at as a neutral, you know that just wanted to watch some football, I'm sure you'd think, well, City should win this game. Not necessarily comfortably, but they should win this game. Okay, uh, Lloyd, in your kind of interpretation of them, how good are Leon? I mean, I can only really go off what I've seen, which is their Champions League games this season and how they played against us last um, last season. Um, you know, obviously, you're right in saying they've lost. So who's it? They've lost Mendy. They've lost um, Fakir. Fakir, who was obviously dynamite against us, and big difference maker. And who's the third guy? Ndombele, yeah. Ndombele, oh my God, yeah. What I mean, his performance, yeah. his performance at the New Camp um, last year, I think it was one of the best performances I've seen from a central midfielder in a game like that. It was unbelievable. Um, so obviously they've lo- they've lost a lot there, but they still, you know, they still got still got a lot of pedigree. Memphis Depay is a very dangerous player, and I think he's come on a lot since the United move. I think that just came too early for him. Um, you know, he's a kind of dead ball specialist. He's excellent both ways. Obviously, Hassan Awar, um, City potentially interested in him. Um, he's he looks really really good. Asan kind of is pr- pretty big fan of his work. Um, so yeah, I mean. They can definitely cause us problems. And I think, to be honest, in a way, and this might sound a little bit, um, I don't know, skewed, but I actually think it will help City that we've had that recent jeopardy against them. I think it'll even more so. I mean, not that you need to be able to focus the mind on a Champions League quarterfinal, but I think actually that will give you something extra to kind of draw on and pull across because of what happened in those two games. Okay, I mean, you mentioned uh, Oar there. Um I'm saying Oar. I don't know if it's the right pronunciation, but <laughs> Oar. <laughs> uh, I believe you're originally... Sound like a pirate. Yeah, I believe you're originally from Norfolk. <laughs> but um, Howard, we're talking to Aysan about the links, for City's links with him. Um, he seems to be an impression that City, he can't really see it coming off because he's so similar to kind of Gundo and we don't need a replacement for Gundo. Um but then you hear today about the links to Harry Winks, which we'll get to very shortly. So mm. clearly we're, we're in the market for a midfielder. Um, my take on it, from the very little that I know about it, is that we're much further down the line with OR than kind of what's been kind of speculated on. And that, you know, assuming City get through uh, tomorrow evening, this kind of, you know, link could very easily escalate very quickly and turn into a transfer very quickly. That's just what I've been led to believe. Um, what's, what's your take on it? Not so much maybe the player, because, you know, he's clearly a player who's good on the ball, comfortable on the ball and, and all the rest of it. But do we need him? Do we need a player of his ilk? I am a bit surprised, to be honest. It's just way down our priorities. Uh, numbers-wise, no, I don't think we're... You know, let, let's just look at this season. Would you say we're lacking number? You know, players-wise, are we lacking numbers for of midfielders? No. So who's leaving? David Silver. But Phil Foden will surely just get more and more game time. Or would he? Though? Would 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 Foden kind of drop back into that Silver role, or would he continue next season as part of like the front three? Well, I don't know. I don't know where Pep's going to play him. That's it. Yeah. So he, he could play wide, and then Mares, you know, drops out. But numbers-wise, we've got enough, and it surprises it surprises me that a midfielder, unless is you know on our radar, unless someone's leaving. I do think we are 
you know, it's hard to say, well, I don't want the player of Alwar's ability coming in <laughs> because I do. You know, he looks a very talented player and with a bright future, just going to get better. But I still wonder who who's he there instead of? Is someone leaving that we don't know about? Is Gundogan going to move on? Is you know, Mara's going to be isolated? Is someone leaving? Because just if that's just added to our squad, I just don't see. I just don't see a reason for it happening. To be honest, Lloyd, could you see possibly a, a you know Guardiola esque kind of reimagination of this player? Could could you imagine him maybe even playing, you know, in in the kind of Rodri role, kind of and and you know just stationed in front of the back four, protecting. Maybe. I mean, with Pep, you know, nothing is kind of <laughs> out of the question. Um, it doesn't seem like he's that kind of player from what I've seen. No. Um, you know, it would. He, he's, he's quite slight and technical. Um, I think the only kind of guy I can really think of who's played in that position for Pep, who's that small and that slight, is probably Thiago at Bayern. But even then, he's not really a DM. Um but I think the, I think the point, the kind of where you're going with the question is is an interesting viewpoint because I think if we were thinking about um, Foden and Bernardo pre-lockdown, we as fans were thinking right, Bernardo plays out wide, Foden plays in the middle, and what's happened since lockdown basically has been the complete reverse. Bernardo has almost exclusively played in the middle, which he pretty much hasn't, bar the odd game, you know, the Liverpool game and a couple of other games. And Foden is almost exclusively played in the middle up until lockdown. Now, you know, I think it's probably a de- developmental point. Bernardo was really good out wide for Monaco. And I think Phil will come back to being central. But I think now that obviously Bernardo is playing central again, we've we signed Torres. And I think the fact that Phil is probably going to end up there eventually, I imagine he'll play out wide more probably next season as well. For me, it feels even... Because I was kind of semi on the fence. I remember us having this discussion like, six to eight weeks ago. Now I've seen what's happened since lockdown. I'm even more the other way thinking. It just doesn't seem like a priority for me this summer. The, well, the only other issue, you know, are, are the Bernardo links to Barcelona. I was about to bring that concrete. Up. But yeah. if they are, I want Messi in return. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was about to say the same thing. It, it's kind of, the more you look at it, the more you fear for, for kind of Bernardo Silva's future at City. Uh, you know that I have no clue to it's pure yeah. speculation I don't think so what, no. what's Pep's famous quote as long as I'm at this club Bernardo will not leave yeah <laughs> so. so that means Pep's going as well <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we've just unearthed upon a disaster and well, what about Harry Winkson um, I kind of fall between two stools here whenever I've, I watch Harry Winks I always think god he's underrated he's one of those players who just you know, ticks along, just keeps things nice and tidy, just knits everything together, never gets the credit he deserves. Um, and yet, is he Manchester City level? Uh, or is that snobbery saying that? What, what do you think, Lloyd? Don't think it's snobbery. Um, Winks is a really interesting one. I thought, honestly, kind of two years ago when England had their first kind of, uh, kind of breakout performances in and around... Um, not at the World Cup because I don't think he went, but just afterwards when they like, you know, went away to Spain and yeah. Sterling scored those ridiculous goals. Rashford played really well. Winks was quite central for England, and you know that really is the player that we don't have um, from an English perspective. Someone that can kind of play deep, but link really well, do the Gundo stuff, kind of knit everything together, play the little um, passes, get on the half turn. 
he's he's really fallen off in the last kind of 18 months I, I like I said I was a really big fan about two years ago but I think he's plateaued massively um, I think the caveat is he is not a Jose Mourinho player right yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think that is a big I think that's a that's a fair thing to put forward you know Jose's come in and he he's obviously gone <laughs> Eric Dyer. Musa Sissoko, you are my boys. Let's have you in midfield. And he's thought more technical guys, probably not. Um, so, yeah, I do think I do think that's fair to say. But then, you know, what is he now? He's probably like twenty four, I think. Harry Winks. I mean, it might be worth a punt if you end up getting him for like you know low money, and it's kind of a bit of a pet project. But realistically, Pep's what probably around for one year. Chance of him extending probably quite low uh, at the moment. Anyway, I. It would be it would be a surprise. It wouldn't be you know a shocking transfer in terms of not shockingly bad like a, a shock. Um, but yeah, for me, I feel like he's kind of fallen away a little bit, and there are probably better options. Howard um, Lloyd just kind of said a phrase which I realise now in hindsight that when these links first materialised is is how I construed it, which is that this is possibly a pep project. I mean, that's quite exciting when looked at a certain angle, isn't it? But, you know, the greatest coach of our times has seen a player and thought, yeah, I can mould him, I can do something with him. Yeah, but it's Lloyd, what he's going, all he's taking him, is he? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Didn't get that first. <laughs> as he said, though, he's put, he may only be there another year. Uh, is this the time to be starting projects? And yet again, who? Who's he, who's he there instead of? We can't. I don't want Rodri sacked off after a year. You know, he's been there a year. There's mixed opinions on him, but he's certainly got enough in him to be uh, part of the squad still and see how he develops. Where does Winks come in? Uh, I don't think... The thing is, as Lloyd said, if he was there, if there was a bargain price and Pep thought, oh, I could do something with this player, fair enough. But, the, I mean, it's in the sun, this. They've met, probably just guessed a figure of £40 million. But I would say, if I was guessing a figure, he would still cost, even if he has been a bit off form and he's out of favour, would, because of his nationality and his, you know, and where he is and his history and England caps, he would cost north of £40 million. And you can't just take a gamble on £40 million, really. So, really, I hope this is just the rubbish link that it appeared to be when I first saw it. Yeah. Okay, right. Turning our uh, thoughts back to Leon, um, they tend to play kind of four one four one at times, four two three one at others, um, and the kind of how the, the kind of set up is usually kind of Oar and Kakare just kind of you know getting them on the ball as much as possible and, and creating opportunities for their front three uh, up front. Of course, they got Dembele who, who kind of scores for fun, um, and yet against Juventus, quite understandably. And um, they went with th- uh, five at the back and basically shut up shop. Um, Lloyd, do you anticipate the latter uh, when it comes to City on Saturday night? A little bit. I think for I think the thing is losing Fakir for me is a massive one because what he gives you is the ability to kind of trap <clears throat> travel between the thirds really quickly, and that's that's why he was so dangerous against us. And that goal that he scored. You know, that was completely out of nothing, really. I mean, I know there was a bit of a defensive mess, but his ability to kind of pick that up, you know, be incredibly dynamic, break the lines and then put one in from, you know, 20-ish yards um, is very good. You know, they kind of, the way that they play generally is they have, you know, Dembele up front, who's pretty good 
generally kind of hold up, but quite technically good. Obviously scored, you know, goals all across Europe now. And then Depay either playing wide or alongside him. So, you know, they have got pace. So I would imagine, I would imagine that they'll play generally on the counter-attack. Um, I can't, I mean, this is the thing, I haven't seen loads of Leon, but I just can't imagine them trying to take us on in a footballing battle. Um, I don't, I don't feel like they're going to try and do a little bit what Madrid do, did and kind of go semi-toe-to-toe because, you know, that's, that is when City can blow teams away. And I think the success pattern for teams against City this season, you know, if we're being fair, has been sitting, kind of roll with the punches, see if you can hold on for a while and just take the most of your opportunities. So that's, that's what worries me a bit. You know, if, Steve, what you said earlier, why am I so worried? I think then, you know, not trying to take us on is is sensible for them and is where my area of concern is. So it's just City's weakness is a counter-attack. You know, a, a, a team playing dead, three at the back maybe, hard to get through. Uh, we reduced to endless crosses and then hitting us off on the counter-attack. What the, on the, the caveat to that is, of course, uh, Pep... Who's doesn't really need to go left field? I would hope with a you know a team for this game, and he's just proved himself you know so well over two go uh, legs against Real Madrid that he, yeah I'm confident he will come up with a formation that get past that. But I would do think Leon will be very very cautious and especially in the first you know stages of the game. Okay, well that's what I was going to ask really if you can see that being the. This game being a straightforward case, essentially. The thing is, though, just to, just to jump in, the converse to that, though, is that that actually for them, and I, I do agree that that is probably the most dangerous way for them, but the converse is that could be really, that could really not work for them. Because if, say, if they do that, and for whatever reason, for, by hook or by crook, City get one or two early doors. I mean, in a, one, in a one-legged game where basically you've got to win and it's, a, it's just a cup tie, I mean, they could almost be out of it early doors if um, if they take that approach so it's a risk it is a risk hmm. uh, yeah from what I've you know, heard they the defence is not the greatest you know if you look at them individually no that it's not their you know their strengths are in attack but they don't concede loads of goals so they are a stubborn and you know well organised unit so it's which you know, which one is it is it will they be exposed by City who will surely dominate the ball or will they really back to the wall frustrate City and you know the longer the game goes on the better their chance right well with that in mind and that leads perfectly onto the next question which is <laughs> I mean Lou you said earlier that you'd like to see single-legged ties in the future but just for Saturday would you rather this be a two-legged affair oh 100% 100% yeah being yeah. with my City hat on being selfish um, yeah definitely I think even you know even though weirdly I know it was two um, group games they had success against us across both um, yeah I think our chances of, of going through if it was just um, if it was just two would be if it was two would be much higher so yeah How would you go along with that? Yeah but you know if we get through I'm not saying we're the underdogs against Bayern or Barcelona but you know it could help us there's so yeah. many unknowns in a way that you just you know uh, it, is, it is what it is but Against Leon, definitely two legs would have helped us more than one. Yeah, yeah, and I've got to say as well, kind of a propos of very little to what we're talking about, but I love the fact that they're so condensed these games. I'm loving that. I'm loving the fact that you know whoever wins tonight, they're playing on Wednesday night. Following Sunday's the final. You know, I love the mini tournament aspect of this. Um, so 
yeah. it is a factor that City will have if they get through yes. less rest than any of the other semi-finalists so. yeah well let's turn our attention to City then um, let's start left back Monday, uh, Monday's back in contention Lloyd do you think Cancelo is going to keep his place I'd be very surprised I'd be very surprised I think for me that would be the wrong decision I think Cancelo's looked good particularly in the in the two Premier League games I think he did did a good job against Madrid uh, was obviously at fault for the goal for me um, as much as anyone was at fault for the goal um, but I think ultimately you know Cancelo at left back is a bit of a hodgepodge you know he's filling in his left foot's okay but when you play on the flanks particularly at full back if you don't have the ability to kind of get out tight spaces on the outside it can be an issue in possession um, and you know look Mendy has definitely got a rick in him Christ we've seen that particularly since lockdown and a few times this season but we've also seen some really competent defensive performances from Mendy as well Um so whilst you know it's not a perfect solution, I still feel Mendy bizarrely, even though it's, this is his, what is this his third or fourth year at the club now, third year, um, is still kind of really trying to kickstart his city career properly. I think it's yeah, it's obviously the, the right choice. Yeah, Howard, how do you see the lineup kind of overall differing from the real game? Can you see David featuring from the start, Mares featuring perhaps? Oof, impossible. I mean, I thought it just won me round. I just assumed Cancelo would start, but I kind of agree. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he's distribution. He's crossing from wide. You know, might see Mendy get in. So oh yeah, just, but I mean that does lend to itself to those kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mendy, you know, individually is a superb. I mean, cross of the ball. The row is dangerous balls. Rows kind of low and, and whipped across as they should be. But when we do tend to start with him and, and feature him, and if, as soon as we start to struggle, that's it. It's just him out wide. We're going to say, you know, someone on the right, I walk it, and they're just floating these balls over left, right, and centre, and we get nowhere. I don't know. So he can still put in, have a mixed game, still put in four low, excellent crosses. But on half yeah. the problem is there's been no one there to turn them in. So, True. yeah. It depends if we have players attacking that six, you know. Attacking close to goal again, attacking those spaces. Uh, I honestly think it, you know, leaving the left back aside, I think the rest of the team, I'm not sure it will change much or if at all mm. from the Real Madrid second leg team. Okay, Lloyd, do you, can you see any kind of uh, changes being made? Mm. I think, uh, I think so, there's a chance Silver might come back in. I think. Um, I still on the balance of probabilities would say probably not, but I would understand why Pep might think in a game like this where we expect Leon to kind of sit off yeah. a lot more, he might go with that. But then for me, that would be dangerous and wrong because then actually I think the converse is true that they're nimble in midfield. They've got much more legs than Madrid and that's where David, you know, kind of comes up against it and particularly in one-legged games for me Silva's the perfect person to bring off the bench the perfect player I mean if we and that's whether you know that's whether we're chasing a goal whether we're you know whether we're ahead any any situation I think he's absolutely perfect for that in a European game so I would I, I, maybe Silva I would still expect not I think the only other one is Mares. Um I think there's a chance Mares comes back in for Phil Um Partly because I can, maybe can't see him going for Phil at false nine again. Um, 
but I mean, it's 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 really hard to say, isn't it? I think I think for me, they're probably the only two. Yeah, I'll go along with that. But I certainly think there's kind of rumbles coming out of the club that there is a determination to just not exit this tournament via you know kind of a capitulation via a Rick. Um, and so yeah, I can really see kind of Rodri and, and Gundo playing together for the rest of this duration of this tournament from now on, I think we'll start together. I think there's every chance of that. I, um, I think there's a security that they offer um, that very much appeals to Pep. Uh-huh. We'll yeah. It's, but further forward, sorry, Mahrez and Bernardo and Phil Foden. I mean, you just don't know, do you? you don't. It, will, it will depend on Pep seeing tiny little tactical things and making decisions on Absolutely, and little tiny little things in training as well, and yeah. that kind of you know how uh, prepared they are. How kind of you know if if one's at one hundred percent and flying, you know he's going to get in ahead of his uh, just competitors. just to say on Phil, I think the only thing I would say is um, for me his performance the other night gave us so much off the ball. It was really obvious yeah. for me when when he got substituted on like sixty minutes, and he was like he'd run over two k more than like the average player on the pitch. Um, I, and to be honest, that also passed the eye test. I think, you know, just his ability to kind of press and with him, um, Sterling Jesus, you know, that was a that was basically the factor in both of our goals. Um, so I would imagine that Pep would be reticent to move away from that. Do you think, Lloyd, that Phil was told before the game, you're playing 65 minutes, r- run your heart out? Yeah, 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 that was the impression yeah. I got because that's right off, definitely. I, I saw something like forty seconds in, he made a run to, uh, to close someone down, I and mean, he was never going to get there. You know, it was it was kind of you know a forlorn hope, but he was legging it around like a lunatic. I was like, whoa, steady on there, Phil. You know, ninety minutes to go, and then it kind of occurred to me, hang on a minute, you know, it's going to be an early substitution here. Yeah. Uh, and well, you've he got deep scored and five subs. You, know, you can do something yes, like that. absolutely, yeah. So we kind of talked about how we can see the, the game taking shape. I, I very much agree with the two of you and, and it's going to be Leon sitting back, looking to hit us on the break. Um, so I'll kind of come out from a, a slightly different angle. Lloyd, can you see any difference to that kind of narrative? Can you maybe see that Leon might, you know, surprise us and, and play their, their usual formation and kind of you know, look to get their midfielders on the ball more? Maybe. I mean, you know, the reason that we're interested in someone like Awa is because he's a super high technical player yeah. and he can play, you know, the city style of football. And by all accounts, um, from kind of reading around as well, Kakare is pretty much similar. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, I do think, like we've said, I think it would be probably the wrong thing for them to do. Um, but who knows? I mean, we've seen we've seen kind of upsets. I mean, look at... You know, look at Leipzig last night. I think they really took it to Atletico, and I know Atletico are a totally different team to City, but you know that showed real balls from them. Um, so it's definitely not out of the realms of possibility. Well, on this kind of topic, Howard, and kind of as a fan, if you're kind of a Leon fan, you know what the, your strength, your team's strengths are. Um, you look at Atalanta and how they kind of change shape after after going ahead the other night. And, and just trying to, you know, see the game out. There must be so much frustration there, mustn't there? From the players, from the club, from the fans, just thinking, we should have basically just played to our strengths throughout. So, I mean, I don't think this is going to impact upon Leon's thinking, but just generally speaking, 
there is a, a kind of argument to be made that when you are deep in a tournament, be yourselves. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I think it's more telling with Atalanta, though, because uh, their style is just so attacking that, yeah. you know, it, it was a bit stark to see them retreat. And whereas with Leon can play like this, you yeah, know, that's true. they, I mean, they've only played, they've not played many games since the restart, but obviously they lost them. It was a nil-nil against PSG in the cup, which went to penalties. And I guess get, taking PSG to penalties, in a way, was a victory for them. Absolutely, 120 minutes. And, yeah. you know, they did it against Juventus, but it's hard to say with such appalling refereeing decisions in that game, whether the ta- tactic did work, in a way, because, you know, they're the, the through. So, yeah, it's not quite Atalanta style that they'll just go for it. But, I mean, just look at us at the Madrid second leg all those years ago under Pellegrini. The frustration remains mm. that when yeah. the opportunity was there, we, the team didn't go for it. So yeah, yeah. it's a valid point. I don't. Th- you've got to split the game up into sections. They're not going to come out all gunko. I'd be very surprised if they did. But when it gets to the latter stages, if they're not in a position where they're qualifying, then yes, absolutely. As a fan, you want them to go for it. Don't care if they concede more goals. This is a, a rare opportunity for glory. So yeah. Okay, well, let's kind of um, boil it down to ourselves, really, and kind of um, how we're going to be watching the game on, on Saturday evening, because it's, it's a strange one. Saturday night, Champions League quarterfinal. It's, that's, a, that's an odd one in itself. Um, Pretty cool, I reckon. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I remember the, uh, the Champions League finals on a Saturday night um, a few years ago, and um, yeah, it was fantastic. Just kind of, you know, like, all out in the pub and all of it. Um, are you into the pub, Lloyd, or what's your plans for it? So I was at Chez Stefan last last <laughs> last week um, with Leon. Which wing? <laughs> the outdoor wing. <laughs> we were in the garden actually because it was so hot. Um, which was very nice. Stefan uh, very amicably hosted us and cooked some burgers. Um, but no, this time I'm going to be in a pub. Yeah, booked a little table, um, watching with. My mate Tony, who's um, who I sit next to at the ground. Um, yeah, so I'll be yeah in a, in a pub in South London. Is it a kind of a city-friendly pub? Like when you I don't know to if there's them. such thing in London. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, I've no, I've not, well, I've not found one yet. So if anyone, please, listeners, if anyone knows one, um, please tweet me because I'd be interested to hear. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's just like a classic sports pub. Right. Howard, what about yourself? What's your plans? Yeah. My social bubble, so someone's back garden with the TV in it. So, oh, really? So they've got it all set up in the back. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little setup. So, I'm still uh, very against going inside for any period of time, yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. Last few months, uh, so yeah, it's good outside. Uh, big telly, watched uh, the Real Madrid match there. So, and nice. have a few drinks in a beer garden before going there. So, yeah. If it doesn't rain, that would be the plan. But unfortunately, there is a bit of rain forecast now, so we'll see. Oh, really? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah Just hitting, sit in it, don't care. So what's your um, drink of choice, Lloyd? So, usually beer, but if I'm in a pub, I reckon I'll probably be going Guinness because yeah. for some reason, a pint of Guinness does just settle me slightly. Cause it's it's a be... risky thing, mate, to have oh. Guinness post-lockdown. I mean, some pubs won't like serve a lot of Guinness you know maybe one or two pints a week even some pubs 
post-lockdown, that could have been uh, in the barrel for a long time. Mature. Right, well, let's 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 touch bases again on Monday. Right? Yes. I'll tell you how it went. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gambit, that is. And what about you, Howard? What's your drink of choice? Just beer or? Beer. Pale ales. All the of way, course, so. yes, yeah. Well, I'm, um, as I said to you off air, I'm finishing work at seven, so it's going to be a mad rush to kind of sort out a takeaway and get some drink down me, but it'll be short for me. Um, right, well, thank you very much, both of you. Um, thanks, Lloyd. Cheers, mate. And che- cheers for joining us today, Howard. Yeah, pleasure as always. As for you guys, I hope you've all enjoyed this free-to-air podcast and found it an interesting hors d'oeuvre ahead of tomorrow's quarterfinal. If you're still hungry for preview insight, check out the 9320 platform where there's a cornucopia of brilliant content available. This includes Asan chatting to Jonathan Johnson, uh, a pod featuring Julian Loren, which apparently is superb, uh, while on the site, Howard interviews L'Equipe journalist Pierre-Etienne Menonzio. Frankly, at the risk of blowing our own trumpet, we're acing it in a moment. And it's not trite, and it's not lip service when we say this is almost entirely down to you guys for listening in. You help us grow and get better and represent our wonderful club as best we can. Our wonderful club, the best team in the land and all the world more like. Now we just have to go out there and prove it. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and forever up the blues.